Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Starter Shed podcast. I'm Matthew Weir. I'm joined by Kerry Warbis. How are you, Kerry? Great, actually. Yeah, full of vim. Really? I thought you'd be feeling a little bit low because you've been bigging up Harry all this time. What a lovely bloke he is. How we should all believe in him. He's just what Alice needs. And lo and behold, his chicken dancing outside the nightclub in Felpersham wasn't his first rodeo. It wasn't, was it? And if I'm full of vim, I think he's full of another white powder, to be honest. <laughs> you think he's a cokehead, don't you? I do, because I listened back to Wednesday's episode and he was sniffing away, really gabbling to Harrison. The signs were there, I think. A lot of people have come forward now and said, oh my God, yeah, when I've shared a photo of Matthew Wright from the right stuff. And they can't get it out of their head. That he's Harry wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> All right, Kerry, let's have a yes. quick break and then we'll come back and uh, we'll talk about that lovely chap. David's Cocktail Happy Hour. At the bowl from 7 p.m. Treat yourself to a Nigel floor banger or perhaps a Peggy Sour. Excuse me, what's in the Brookfield signature iced tea? Vodka, actual tears, and Angosturo bitter disappointment. And the romping Rosie? Four cans of tomato juice and a burger. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So it all starts with him hanging around outside the police station, then being incredibly weird with Harrison at first. Yeah, this is a stroke of luck. I loved Harrison this week. I'm He was magnificent, wasn't he? When I went, not really, not if you're hanging around trying to bump into <laughs> Compared to Harry's erratic, twitchy, slightly hysterical approach to things. Harry's living on his nerve endings, isn't he? I think that's what we're meant to believe, living for the next drink, even though he seems to think he doesn't have a problem. God, wasn't it so good when Harrison went, well, actually, you've got loads of previous, I've got the dates, and uh, yeah. I know you've been banned already. Look at this one here, being a twat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got you dying, yeah. <laughs> it's like every minute of every fucking day. <laughs> Arsehole. We thought last week that maybe Eve, his mum, was protecting Alice. Mm. And maybe that's because when... Alice dashed off to the toilet in the restaurant. She went, how are you doing? 
you. Mm-hmm. And there was a bit of a debate about what was up with him. So maybe his blood test, maybe it's liver function or something. Yeah, it could be, couldn't it? Or shitloads of coke. <laughs> <laughs> not letting go of this one. Do they you, test Gary? for that in the GP? I don't know. <laughs> I think things Maybe will show do. up, won't they, in your blood test? But I, I was listening to that. I think it was on Radio 4 Today programme, possibly. There was a little piece about um, how high arrests are nowadays for drug driving as opposed to drunk driving. Drunk driving is, you know, it happens, but it's less common, whereas the drug driving is increase on the increase and it was just really sort of saying don't you worry we are looking out for that and we're checking lots of people so it does tie in with if he is a cokehead like i'm convinced after just hearing him sniff three times <laughs> it kind of is a little bit of a zeitgeisty thing that are the archers do like that but they tapping into current themes one of the key signs for any policeman who's pulling someone over is if they're playing prog rock, they're definitely high as f***, aren't they? <laughs> what do you think? I am i don't know much about cars. I don't know why I said much. I don't know f***ing anything about cars. But what do you imagine Harry slash Matthew Wright from the right stuff drives? Oh, he's got some kind of sports car, hasn't he? I think. I'm not sure. If anyone, and in particular in this case, a man said to you, you haven't seen me put this car through its paces yet, but you will later. Would you then get in that car? No, yeah. not anything to do with the driving. Just it's a really wanky thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I sort of thought of a BMW at first and then I thought, no, it'll be an Audi. And that's mainly because an ex of mine who was hideous had an Audi. <laughs> <laughs> he was a prick and this guy is a prick. So I think Audi would be more Rob Titchener style. Ah, uh. But I don't know about Harry. Not sure about that. Be funny if he's got something really terrible. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like a, now. a reliant Rob. A larder. <laughs> yeah. Imagine like <laughs> the danger is him kind of driving to Carlisle <laughs> yeah. up the hard shoulder in this rusty little wee wheeler. Yeah, hey, what do you think of this baby Alice? <laughs> I really go for it. It hits twenty. <laughs> Oh, he's a knob, isn't he? I mean, yeah. we're uh, we're doing a little pre-Friday record, so we know that Alice gets a shock tonight. So we're going to stop and then listen and see what that shock is. I think he ditches Carlisle, and well, one of two things: he ditches Carlisle, and they bump into him in a pub where, when he shouldn't be there, absolutely rat-assed, or he cra- has a crash in his reliant his reliant rock, and the front wheel comes off, and he sparks <laughs> he sparks his way all the way up to Carlisle. I have tweeted about half an hour ago that I ho- I sort of went, um, anyone else hoping for a fatal auto collision <laughs> without anyone else involved? Obviously, we want him to just pile into a tree, Mark Boland style, hopefully. Mm. No other casualties. There's a lot of chat on social media that this is to drive Alice back into Chris's arms. Drive. <laughs> <laughs> is that where he's driving her? <laughs> It is. Um, he threatened Harrison as well, didn't he? He did. That's Harrismant. <laughs> All these Harrys and Harrisons and other names that end like Marky and Matty. Stop it with these similar things. Big storyline, not much flesh on the bones, though. It was over in two episodes, wasn't it? Obviously, we're going to hear a little bit more about it tonight. Um, mm. 
as we're talking about Marky, we didn't put him in our notes, but if you want to be absolutely sure that you're outing yourself as a hardened criminal, then it's not good enough to just return to the scene of the crime and threaten someone at the scene of the crime in their pub car park. It's better to then circle back around a couple of weeks later just to check in on them in the cafe of a supermarket and say, do you remember when I came and threatened you in your car park two weeks ago? And my name is Ambridge's dumbest criminal, this guy. It's all it's Ambridge's dumbest scriptwriters <laughs> or editor. What is going on? This would nowhere near happen, would it? Nothing about it. It's absolute marky malarkey pile of crap, isn't it? What's the motivation for this storyline? I mean, we've, we've speculated the bull mm. being torched because that's what he did before. Well, they don't need to because David's electric <laughs> electrics <laughs> are going to send it up in a ball of flames, <laughs> isn't it? Although they did then decide they're going to let Pete do it. Yeah, dodgy Pete. Yeah, so he's coming back, the yeah. friend of Dogman. Vince has done some digging based on the fact that he knows this guy burnt down a club that Jolene did a country and western gig. I mean, that's standard for any post-gig experience of Jolene, isn't it? Just burn yeah. the place to the ground. Or during it. I'm surprised that hasn't <laughs> happened. So. Do you know that Vince actually had a career in country music as well? That's probably why he knows who this Marky guy is. Here, have a listen. Jolene. Oh. Jolene. <laughs> oh. oh. I see what you've done here. Hang on, hang on. I've pushed the wrong button there, Kerry. I know, I like it. Carry on. Jolene, 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 Jolene. (laughs) Yeah, so, okay. Like you say, what's it driving at here? Are they, Jolene and Kenton are going to be such nervous wrecks that they can't continue at the ball? But then it's like, well, who else would then take over? And won't the stalker still stalk Jolene wherever she is? The only gambling chip he seems to have at the moment is, I'm going to burn your pub down. Why does he want to? Because he's convinced she's going to talk. And had he not kept coming back, she probably wouldn't have ever said anything. No, she'd almost have forgotten about it by now. (laughs) Even Kenton. She was talking away to David at the beginning of the week. David said to her, you can laugh now. And she went, I was almost forgetting how. I was wondering if that was just during the conversation with David that she started yeah. to have that emotion. Monstrously odd. It's painful as well, isn't it, to listen to? Eventually, Marky is going to find out that her son-in-law's a cop. And I think that's when mm. all hell's going to break loose. Also, on the Harry thing, isn't there any course of action where Harrison can go back to his boss and say, look, massive conflict of interest, but extenuating circumstances, what do I do? And maybe it's for somebody else to make that call. Yes, rather than telling his wife in the style of Lassie what is going on. (laughs) I imagine he had his tongue out. (laughs) She was just Fallon. Fallon was brilliant, I thought, this week. Her acting. Well, the acting. What? Jolene is stuck down a well. <laughs> yeah. What's that, Harrison? The bunting in the bird hide? He has been lovely, but definitely you would just go, Mom, this is a sticky situation. I know the people involved. What should we do? Or can you do something? 
the other side of this is that because it was in a public place that Harry was like trying to take his pants off and was urinating and being horrible, anyone could say they witnessed it, even if they weren't there. Anyone in Ambridge could say, bloody hell, I saw you. What were you doing? I saw Harrison arrest you in town. Well, that's what they should do to be smart, because Harry's not going to bloody remember, is he? Exactly. You just need a stooge to come forward and say, uh, what was all that about last Friday, pants man? But instead, Harrison's in a right old flap. I get it. He's worried that within the next few hours, Harry's going to drive in his Robin Reliant (laughs) to Carlisle with Alice and Martha in. Potentially, that's what he was thinking. He was very worried. So you would be slightly panicking. But surely you can just call mom and go, I need to protect these people against potential danger. It's only a temporary stopgap anyway, isn't it? Fallon going over there for the night, like they said, when he gets Mm. back, you know, this has worked for now, but they're going to have to come up with something else. wonder if they're just going to have a different excuse every night that Fallon needs to sleep over. (laughs) Yeah. So Harrison, meanwhile, he's pretending he's on nights by sort of sitting in a darkened house. He's lying in his dog bowl so they don't see him (laughs) above the window. His dog bowl, his dog bed. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Fallon as well. When she went round, he was like, "Uh, oh, shit, Harry's here. I've got to think of something. I am afraid. Please, uh, Harrison's on nights. You know how it is when someone not really that much to do with you is in peril. I honestly think we've got a little bit of a a sting in the tail with this storyline tonight so we will be back later in this podcast to talk about that i mean the only other major storylines in town this week were hanging dead cows on the wall of the scandy tea room and uh the sheep grazing yeah so what one do you want to go with out of those two should we do the very 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 ridiculous one well you know tell me which one that is (laughs) (laughs) well the bloody Jolly Trivet or whatever it's called. It was called the Jolly Trivet, wasn't it? Yeah, that's in Brampton or Brampton Green. Have, we, have, have you ever heard of Brampton Green? Well, let me just check my... Uh, no. <laughs> Badger! <laughs> so Vince says it's the second best tea room in the West. Natasha goes clip-clop, clippy-clopping after him. How dare you? What do you mean? Which one is better than me? Jolly trivet because it's got sheepskins on the wall, which she could do with because of the deafening cutlery noises that have never been mentioned before. Tony's having some kind of PTSD from school, isn't he? When every time he eats in there, (laughs) he has like a cabbagey gravy flashback. Also, I mean, I thought the whole rural farmy thing would have been helped by the fact that Natasha got her shoes made by Chris. (laughs) Sounds like... That's why she clip-clops everywhere. <laughs> what do you think about it? I, mean, I know some places they like sheepskins over the chairs and stuff like that, don't they? Especially in the winter, the log fires on, the sheepskin. Particularly mm. popular in uh, rural parts of Brazil where I live. There's all these kind of Germanic towns and they have that oh. kind of feel, yeah. Everyone goes okay. there in winter and pretends they're in Europe. But I don't know, um, cow hides in a tea room? I just uh, I don't get it. <laughs> course not and obviously he the guy suggesting it has an abattoir doesn't he i mean he was going to take the cows there anyway wasn't he i suppose tony they have a, a hydraulic hide pumper or something he said didn't they <laughs> that gets it off 
<laughs> I mean, hide he did. Vince said to him something. Um, hydraulic hide puller, it was called. Well, that sounds made up, doesn't it? Sucks it off and then they sell it to Europe. Now, what on earth joke are you about to make? Because I haven't, I haven't got a joke for that. <laughs> but this vision of Tony with two cow hides packed up looking for a tannery. Yeah, and the fact that Natasha's put all her eggs in this one basket because when Tony said to her, that tannery went bust, Natasha went, no! <laughs> well, she she went, what, didn't you check that first? Yes. She blamed him. Why is this a good idea in anyone's world? And now, haven't they sort of ditched this tanning their own hides? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to just buy some hides that are 200 quid or something. Can they just skin Tom? Or Harry, I did say. Like, what I'd like to see is Harry's hide plastered on the tea room wall. There's a pub in Bristol, which is one of the ones that disputes that it's the oldest pub in Bristol, the Hatchet, and apparently on one of the doors there's human skin. How much human skin? Do you mean where someone nicked their thumb? When no, no. Like, you know, you know how some like, people used to make lamps out of human skin and stuff like that? People, yeah. People used to, Matthew. Some certain people. Whose skin is it? I don't know. Someone very old. Find out. <laughs> Someone very what? Odd. Old. Dead, hopefully. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm, this pub is like 500 years old, Kerry. Well, you didn't say when the skin was put on there. Well, Could have been I last week. I said it week. was disputes to be one of the oldest pubs in Bristol. Yes, but not the skin age. It was probably put on there this year by you. <laughs> Have you got a bit of your skin missing on your inner thigh or something that's now attached to a door? <laughs> I'm just looking here. This is very odd. The Hatchet Inn is legendary for the gruesome rumour that it continues to follow it around, but there's so much more to this 400-year-old pub. The front door of the Hatchet Inn beneath the layers of black paint is covered in human skin. In particular, the skin is said to have belonged to executed convicts. Well, there you go executed convicts why did they wish to place those upon their door i don't know maybe as a warning to marquee types i've never heard of this before is it a particular bristol fashion no i don't think so <laughs> anyway the pub dates back to 1606 one of the last times i was in bristol i was in there actually before going to see the lemonheads across the road did you have a look at the door closely i didn't i completely I forgot it's just one of those little oh. Bristol trivia things that kind of sits in the back of my brain and pops up every now and again. Jolly trivia. trivia. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing to say about that is Helen's back. Helen back. What? Her skin. <laughs> <laughs> Helen's back yeah. is on the wall now. <laughs> or the door, perhaps. No, yeah, they, they enjoyed, I loved this, they enjoyed the PSG Lille game. Yep. Uh, my daughter was stuck on the Eurostar at Lille this week because of a bomb scare. It was just an unattended bag like you get, but the bomb squad, it was two hours of just sitting there. Anyway, they enjoyed that. But more than that, oh, there's a train link, isn't there? There is. Euro Eurostar. Um, they enjoyed the French trains enormously, and Tony's very proud of this. Too big for him, though, aren't they? A bit showy, <laughs> those trains. You can actually get inside them. <laughs> the gauge is wrong. Yeah, I was expecting to have trouble with the pronunciation of PSG. I thought he was going to say Paris San Germans. <laughs> yeah, they P E S G. <laughs> Paris Earl St. German. Yeah, so they did have a lovely time though. That's nice, isn't it? Just like, don't don't reappear yet. 
not ready. Stay where you are. Yeah, well, she's taken a full month off from the cheese. I was say the cheese room. That's not, not what it's called, is it? What's that place they were at the dairy? <laughs> Emma has sorted out Ed's life, basically, and got barely any credit. He was just d- doomy, gloomy. And she went, no, what you can do is this, that and that. And actually, I've done it all for you. But what you don't know is when Emma climbed Everest, her entire team died because she kept stopping for sandwiches. <laughs> that was hilarious. Well, yeah, think of it as a mountain. The stage is base camp. What's your first objective from base camp? Camp two. And Ed's like, no, it would be camp one. <laughs> from base camp, really petty. <laughs> oh, whatever. You get there, then you have a sandwich or something. When Ed went, a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. When you get to the third stop and have a cocktail, it's Camp David. <laughs> yeah. Base three, cherry flings all round. So they did deal with the Titchener. This keeps a Titchener influence mm. in yeah. the village. Also, they're going to hand George over for the, to the Titcheners to do their social media for them. Brilliant combination. Yeah. Isn't it? I can't wait to see Bruce Titchener's TikTok. <laughs> I fucking hate all of you. You're all yes. massive disappointments to me. Yeah. What about Will and his hazel thumbstick? Yeah, I quite like that image. Yeah. He was odd though, wasn't he? Sort of like wanting to muscle in and saying, I'll do your negotiating for you. I'll sort it all out. Yeah, like the way Emma was like, what? You? And also he called <laughs> Ed the weakest link. Yeah. How dare he? But didn't she say he's better with sheep than people? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was quite a good week, I thought. I enjoyed it, all the little threads going on. Another thing, Elizabeth was quite weird as well, wasn't she, with her? Oh, Jolene, I've noticed. Don't you pretend that you're okay? I know. And can I come shopping with you? (laughs) 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 All right. It was really OTT out of nowhere. She suddenly popped up on Vince's arm, hasn't she, in this storyline? Last week she must have had the shits or something. <laughs> now she's back. <laughs> she's not going to be happy when she knows, when she realises that Vince knew and hasn't shared that with her, I think. No, and that's a shame because relationships between David and Vince were starting to thaw a little bit, weren't they? Yeah, doing the lighting. They were clearly both listing things that didn't exist from DIY. It was like a spur off the main cable. Yeah. And uh, bonded wrench clips, saddle joint. You're a fucking twat washer. <laughs> I did quite like how it ended. And they went, uh, we need to get paid, don't we? <laughs> Those bonded wrench clips, do they, are they, do they exist? And David went, no. And they were comparing toolboxes that they'd both got from Underwoods or something. Is there anything Underwoods doesn't sell? Don't think so. Coke. (laughs) (laughs) Gary gets his from there. He gets it from the deli. Not Carlisle. No. Oh, what if he's gone up to do a deal? Mm. Mm. It's a long way to go to get your Coke. I mean, it's so easy to get, isn't it? It is. Anywhere. All right, let's take a little break, Kerry, and then Mm -hmm. we'll come back and talk about all the little bits we missed and Friday. Welcome, weary traveller. Come warm yourselves by the fire at Brampton Green's premier tea room, the Jolly Trivet, the ultimate in authentic countryside dining. How does the oxtail soup come? Half a gallon of it, served in a hollowed-out ox. Two lattes, please. And would you like that in a llama hoof or a goat skull? 
This spotted dick is delicious. Our original chef came up with the recipe. That's his head, mounted over there above the torture rack. Oh, f it's an actual dick. Compliments to the chef for those chocolate fingers. Why, thank you. They're actual fingers. Honey, get the keys. Start the car. Oh, no, no, no. You can't leave so soon. In fact, you can never leave. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One thing that we didn't really get to in that first half was the fact that there was some contrition from Vince mm. in relation to what happened with Ben and Chelsea. And, yeah. and this came on the back of David saying, you know, I do appreciate what you've been doing for Jolene and Kenton. But how much does David know that he's been doing? I mean, hasn't he just noticed that Vince has been hanging around the pub? He doesn't know Vince has been like, I've been delving into the criminal underworld of Wolverhampton for your, for your sister-in-law, David. He definitely doesn't know that. Nobody knows that. That's just between Vince and Jolene, isn't it? I think he probably got that confession or the information about Marky out of someone by putting some bonded wrench clips on their on their <laughs> on their brackets. But you make a good point, Matthew. What 
What is David referring to about all the help, Vince's, all the Don't support? Know. What's he on He about? came to the hospital, didn't he? Yeah, because he gave someone a lift. Jolene, was it? Yeah. Other than that, there hasn't been mm. anything overt, has there, at all? No. Good point. And David then used that sort of thank you so much for that to then get a little dig in the ribs to say, I haven't forgotten or forgiven the Chelsea and Ben stuff. He did say, I really regret that, but I don't bloody well, Just don't bring Beth back. Some yeah, whatever. kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Anything I tell you, when that. we did that flashback episode for Patreon, I zoomed back a bit further. Scene between Beth and Ben, where Ben was going to work the night after Bert had died next to him in the bull. Oh, and God. she just sucked all of the energy out of it by going, Ben, you saw a man die. You can't go to... Oh, just like, Ben's well out of it, isn't he? Oh, she was one of the worst characters ever in the whole history of this oh, blimey, toilet. That's a, that's a big shout. <laughs> yeah, it's true, though. I saw a post somewhere today on one of the archers groups saying, when did the archers go weird for a bit? And I thought, like, hang on. <laughs> Have you not yeah. been paying attention? But, like... I can't remember it not being weird. No, it's Is always the been point weird. you're making. <laughs> it's always been weird. Do you think the answer to that is something like 1954? Oh, yeah. 1951 when it started. I hope it oh, started it? Oh, then. Yeah. I'm going to be getting, getting a right old roasting if I've got that wrong. It's but, 70 you know. years, isn't it? Yeah, we're not big on detail here. No, it's older than me anyway. <laughs> yes. So... I think we needed some kind of closure of that relationship, even if it's not as harmonious as Elizabeth and Ruth, etc., would like. But at least mm. it's not a thing anymore. Because there was that bit where he was in the... David was working behind the bar on Sunday and Vince came in and David said something about, not you know, don't bear grudges. And then he saw Vince coming. He's like, uh, I'm off to uh, fill yeah. up the scampi fry machine. Just made up an excuse. Yeah, because... Was it Jolene who went, oh, you don't bear grudges? Oh. Yeah. As if it was a surprise statement. I thought bear grudges was David's favourite survivalist. <laughs> Another character in the Archers, bear grudges. Oh, Jolene also said to him, no, she said to Vince when he was asking for further detail, she said, look, I don't mm. want it all stirred up. I thought that was just trauma based on David's cocktails. Oh, God. Uh, also, we heard that Tony was belting out some Andy Williams in the pub. I used to watch Andy Williams on TV. I think this will be before your time. He had a TV show. And there was a bit where a bear would knock on his door. Now, some of the bear listeners grudges. might... Yeah, it was bear grudges. <laughs> some <laughs> listeners may recall this. Surely there's some listeners who are my age. I don't know. Mm, strange show. I think I've seen repeats of that. Oh, what have would you? Tony's Andy mm. Williams songs be? Did he do any about trains? <laughs> yeah, or music Steve? to watch trains go by. What were Andy Williams' is, is, is major hits? Can't Take My Eyes Off You is the big one. but the... Oh, that's good. Can't Take My Eyes Off of Soup. <laughs> do yourself a massive favour. Go away and listen to the Engelbert Humperdinck version of that. It crushes the Andy Williams version. Oh, does it? Yeah. We used to have a, a couple of lads that used to DJ in the Bell in Bristol where I worked. And on Thursday night, they play kind of avant-garde, Aphex Twin, 
lounge jazz, but for some reason they would end on that every night. And it's just mm. an absolute banger. Love that. Oh, he also did. It's the most wonderful soup of the year. <laughs> of the hour, isn't it, in that house? <laughs> <laughs> this evening we had the showdown between Alice and Fallon, where Alice clearly knew something was up. It's interesting how she she spots that Fallon and Harrison are being slightly off, but can't spot the massive great turd in front of her. <laughs> Life yeah. is blind, isn't it? And deaf. He's obviously a serial bullshitter because he said to Chris, like, I know a lot of people in the horse world. And then he said to Harrison, like, I know a lot of people in the police world. I think he just uses that line. Yeah. I've got contacts. He doesn't like the news he's getting from a quantity surveyor. He's like, I know powerful people in the quantity surveyor world, sunshine. <laughs> I like, I, I do feel justified and ancient. Badger! That he, right from the off, that first sentence he uttered when he marched in about the impaled horse, many, many of us were like, wrong un, bad behaviour, awful. Yeah, I said I got Rob vibes off him. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything, can you, because he may well be addicted to alcohol or drugs or everything, is there any way that he might be forgiven and, you know, God forbid if he's a medium to long-term character? Could you sort of get your head around that? Yeah, I think what's going to happen is Alice is going to confront him and he's going to break down and say, I'm so ashamed. Uh -huh. I think that's how, how it's going to work. He's going to. He's going to try the old tear ducts, I think. What, genuine ones? that? I mean, some people actually have been saying, oh, I'm quite enjoying him. I want him to get worse and worse. <laughs> you know, that thing of, of liking a terrible a character. Yeah, there is a part about that, that you just want to keep it going. I want to hear from the ex-wife. Yes. I mean, we already knew who Rob Titchener's wife was because he was introduced as a, one half of a married couple, but it'd be good to go back and see what she has to say about it all. I still can't believe Alice hasn't Googled him. We got some messages about that. Yeah, I mean, I think his wife probably used to come home with friends, you know, for a social event in her house, and he was in hot pants dancing to Two Unlimited on the table. <laughs> Stomping on the salmon centrepiece. And then after that, she was like, I've had enough, Harry. I'm out. <laughs> awful, awful person. Then we also, ah, oh, there was a loan, wasn't there? A loan application where there were giddiest kippers outside the bank. Yeah, I mean, never, never drop a pill before going in to ask for a bank loan. <laughs> it didn't pay off for them, did it? They could try another branch. Hmm. That's a tree surgery joke. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking, what have you said that for? <laughs> but never mind. Will can give them 20 grand. Remortgage number one, the green. Was that the yeah. plan? He had a chat with Nick about it, who said life's too short. Yeah, it was a grave matter. <laughs> as soon as I heard that he'd bought flowers, it's like, oh, I, some, there's got to be a reason for that because he wouldn't do that in any other circumstance than Nick's anniversary. I hadn't twigged that it was the anniversary. I'm sure there are some people who have. Nothing good ever comes of somebody lending another family member money 
in the archers. Yeah, it's going to be held against them, isn't it? Well, George is going to be delighted. Why didn't he offer it to them before the bank loan was turned down? I don't know. I thought they were joshing as well when they came out with, yeah, no, didn't go very well. Uh, it's been a disaster. And then I thought Emma was going to go, hey, just get in. Uh-huh. I mean, part of the problem was, and they could have never have known this, but they were all laughing and joking and role playing before they went in. But the woman they had the appointment with was actually called Mrs. Bankwoman. <laughs> yeah. What's it? Nominative determinism. Yes. <laughs> There's going to be a confrontation with Harry. Not looking forward to that. Well, 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 it just depends how it's done, doesn't it, Matthew? Because obviously Harrison has revealed to Alice about this potential damage to his career should have spoken to mom, but he's done it now. We've, we need to be careful that Alice doesn't go, Harrison told me. Well, I felt. You've been arrested. He, he didn't, he preempt everything by saying you can't say anything. Yeah, he did. But you know, heat of the moment. How yeah, is she going to do it? She's got to be very careful. Hopefully she will pretend that one of her mates saw the arrest or something like that. Because even if even if Harry doesn't believe that, it would be hard for him to prove it. Just make up a name. They all make up names in horsey circles. Yeah, Miles Massivecock was in the queue and he saw you get arrested. <laughs> Hazel Thumbstick, my <laughs> mate. She was out on the lash. Mrs. Bankwoman couldn't believe her eyes. Saw a kerfuffle. <laughs> <laughs> and there you were, nearly with your pants off. I am enjoying it though. I'm actually this week I've I've liked it. There's bit there's there's little bits here and there that I like getting my teeth into. The dog thing, shit. Dog shit. That's what it is. <laughs> it's dog shit. I like the way you went from the dog attack to getting my teeth into. <laughs> yeah. Generally, it was um, Nick Warburton, wasn't it, this week? All right, Kerry, should we have a little pause and then chat about the wonderful people that listen to this podcast? Yeah, dog pause. Get me the bells. <laughs> Cider Shed breaking news. A Borsetshire woman has tonight been detained in France for what local authorities have described as les crimes de cheeses. The woman, aged 44, who cannot be named for legal reasons, is known locally as Helen Archer. According to eyewitness reports, the suspect approached several people near the Eiffel Tower and asked them if they would like to, quote, try her cheese. Multiple French citizens were rushed to hospital, with one believed to be in a critical condition. Interpol believed the suspect may have connections to the man wanted in France from last year, known only as the cauliflower croissant. More on these morons as we get it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. 
It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. So, Kerry, mm. one of the wonderful places you can follow us online is our Facebook group, which is called the Cider Shed Podcast. Yeah. You can join in there, and lots of people have been posting wonderful things this week. Paul Room came back to us regarding the Eddie Grundy fan club. I bloody Excellent. love this. Like, yeah. as a kid, I used to always get on the mailing lists of these penniless bands that used to put together a really badly photocopied newsletter and post it out mm. every quarter or something. And Paul Room posted that up. I'd actually done a bit of research the day before and found out that John Peel and John Walters were founder members of the Eddie Grundy fan club. Did you have a look at it? Yes, it's huge, isn't it? I saw the image that had John Peel on it. Uh, I didn't read the whole thing. It was absolutely enormous. I will. I loved it. I loved how it's like typewritten and then there are contributions from people. A little bit like social media in a way, wasn't it? Yeah. And then there are handwritten announcements as well in bits of it about upcoming events and so on. I can imagine that my dad was probably in it in this bloody club because <laughs> honestly, he had a, uh, we, in our Morris Traveller, there were stickers on the back, some sort of Ambridge Archers fan sticker things in the window that he, you know, he'd obviously signed up and sent off for them. And this is in the seventies and eighties. So you think he might've been a member yeah, probably. I was off. I was looking down these pages thinking, I bet my dad's contributed some sort of comment. It's a fascinating document. You're right. It's. Uh, I need to have a good, proper, thorough look at it. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. I'm actually saving it to read in instalments. I liked it that much. I, li I like it the same way I, li I like those old fanzines, Bugs and Drugs in Bristol I used to love. Even Private Eye and Viz give me that kind of feel as well. Yeah. I really, really liked it. I mean, if you want to be a member of our Facebook group, all you've got to do is answer a very easy question. I let in Mike Fraser this week, who simply answered, no, he <laughs> didn't know the answer. Other things that were posted, Jess Glennie said, Jacob knows about the Denise Alistair thing. There was quite a storyline a while ago where Alistair got convinced she had the hots for Jacob and Jacob put him right about where her interests lie. This might have been before Paul was introduced. Anyone else remember this? When I was editing, that kind of came back to me, but I think it was the other way around. Didn't Alistair say to Jacob that he thought that Jacob might fancy Denise? And he said, no, you're quite clearly in love with her or something, didn't he? To his face. Yes, yeah, that sounds more like what i remember last week i did say like how has jacob not spotted it but obviously he had and we'd forgotten heather divine sent yeah. a link which i on wordpress the title of the story is the ambridge socialist badgers is david archer in secret talks with the new ukip leader uh, she simply <laughs> titled her post badger, badger! i'm going to send you this next one kerry so you can okay it's from mims i'm going to send it to you yeah so Mims Dawson Riley said, today I realised that I've been subconsciously imagining the characters as animals. <laughs> so obviously I need to know what animal you think would suit each character best. This is unfailingly how I imagine Clary every time I hear her voice. And there's like a sort of matronly looking chicken. It's Lady Cluck from one of the Disney movies, isn't it? I can't remember which one it is. 
And she's knitting. Here are the first couple. You can shout them out. <laughs> Mark Kirk, Linda Snell, MBE. Is this like really long necked turkey? <laughs> yeah. With a sort of slight side head tilt. Very long. Oh, yeah. Very miserable. Sort of very good. Oh, yes. Tony Archer is Droopy, yeah. the uh, cartoon character who, who always used to go, Do you know what? That makes me mad. Here's the next one. These are both from Stoll, Laden, Hosen. Emma, Ed and Will. <laughs> so it's the wooden tops, which are Ed and Will. And Emma is weed. Are they the wooden tops or Bill and Ben the flowerpot men? Oh, f- they are Bill and Ben the Flower Pop Men with weed yeah. though. I've got one of them. Yeah. Oh, Professor Jim Lloyd is the woodpecker from Bagpuss. Professor Yaffle. Yeah. It's perfect, isn't perfect. it? Perfect. Oh, Borchester Land Board Meeting. Oh, it's a dinner table around which are loads of fat cartoon pigs. I don't know what that's from. Is it from Animal Farm? It could be, couldn't it? I mean, it should be. They've all got tankards as well. Oh, and then Leo has sent Trevor, and it's that thing that went viral that was like, badger, 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 badger. <laughs> <laughs> Susan. Oh, it's definitely Kiki the Frog. I could just imagine Kiki the Frog in the dairy working in that outfit. Yeah, good one. And then, oh, Peg. <laughs> Peggy and Harrison. <laughs> okay, so it's Chalton and the Wheelies with for Harrison and the witch lady. It's Peggy <laughs> with a teeth bared. Oh, God. Brilliant. Where's, where's, I like this. Are there more? <laughs> Sykesy and Ben. It's Jabba the Hutt, I think it's called that. And Carrie Fisher in a sort of gold bikini in front is Ben. As his slave. <laughs> oh, Rob's mother is Ursula, is it? And that is an Ursula character, isn't it? The cartoon Ursula. It is. Rather rotund, awful-faced creature. Yeah, they were all great. I really liked those. Anyone mm. go and add anything you might think. And that's on Facebook, is it, Matthew? It is on our Facebook okay. group. Now, Mandy Belshaw, that's Red Agnes, isn't it? Said, I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a police sergeant, average salary 50k per year in the UK, but I'm very strategic at Connect Four. Harrison, you dumb shithouse. Harry was making an exhibition of himself in front of loads of people. One of them knows Alice. End of. Thicky thick face. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mandy McCartney said, Right-o, I've listened to Omnibus and latest Cider Shed podcast. You missed a doozy. Kenton's reference to Widnail. To which I said, did we? Pretty sure I mentioned it. And she replied, oh shit, I was a bit high when I listened. Soz, mate. <laughs> you missed a doozy, missus. <laughs> Mr. Doozy yeah. after a doobie. Oh, but thanks for writing. Keep them coming. <laughs> Go on, join up on our facebook group the cider shed podcast a lot of fun you can follow mm. us on instagram at the cider shed pod kerry you do the twitter stuff same handle isn't it yeah twitter is at the cider shed pod and blue sky is at the cider shed pod dot b sky dot social um do we have any new reviews we have matthew i looked today ahead of this recording and we've got three absolute corkers 
Blimey. Three. Yeah, three five-star reviews we have got. The title is Magnificent. I honestly, just sorry, Kerry, just say, I honestly don't know this, so Kerry is springing that on me. So yeah, that's not me I barely know there. it. Yeah, this is this is hot off the press, honestly, in terms of us having read it. Magnificent is the title. Crescent App is the person who's written. As a fan of Ambridge on the Couch, I didn't think I needed another Archer's podcast in my life, but I gave the Cider Shed a go and discovered that I absolutely did. Clever, funny, and often beautifully odd. (laughs) I like that bit. I thoroughly recommend. Only downside is that I risk losing all of my Sunday mornings to an Archer's Fest of Omnibus and Two Podcast Binge. But who cares? It makes me happy. So thank you. Yeah, thank you too. That was wonderful. I think funny and what was the, what were the ad- adjectives that we used there? Often beautifully odd. Oh, clever, funny, and often beautifully odd. That's going on my headstone. <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. We have empathy with that. Yeah, we do. But thank you so much for writing the review. Yeah, lovely Brilliant review. Brilliant stuff. You. And then we have from Nancy Kitt, the podcast I never knew I needed. I followed the Archers on and off for years, but always found it easy and painless to drop out of listening. Then I discovered TCS during Larkrise to Candleford era. I went to the drawer where I kept the safety manual, only it had gone. There was something else there. What was in the drawer? Larkrise to Candleford. Oh, God. 4,000 tonnes of effluent went into the bay that day, and we all lost our jobs. And it's changed my whole outlook. I laughed so much at the hungry wallpaper piece. He'd eaten the brand new sofa. That I was in physical pain and had to lie down for a while. That's how good it was. Now I am a much more avid Archers listener than I ever was, thanks to this podcast. Lovely. Thanks. The hungry wallpaper, there's a bit of a callback. Funnily enough, yesterday I started sifting through the ads because I think we're Mm. going to do a Patreon episode where we're going to select like a a bunch of the ads, a bunch Mm. of the bangers and put them in. I might even actually put that to a vote on the Facebook and see what people think about which ones they want to hear because some are very short and very sweet and some of them are kind of a bit epic. I had to listen to Thriller again last night. Oh, that was good. Tony crawls in search of soup. Enslaved to Pat's foul, toxic gloop. Yeah, thanks for that. We've got another small, smaller one uh, from Nurly Neil. Essential Listening is the title. If you like The Archers, this show is a must. If you don't like The Archers, this show is a must. <laughs> Just listen to this show. It's dead good. Thumbs up. <laughs> Brilliant. I like that. I mean, there are a lot of people who have dropped off The Archers that can continue to listen to the podcast, aren't there? Yeah. I wonder how long you could go doing the Cider Shed without listening ourselves before people would know it. Well, you know, it has been known. Carrie's comment has been removed. If you had heard it, we'd have to kill you. Yeah, I was a bit bored in work on Monday and I I started asking ChatGPT to write an episode of The Archers for me, but I kept inserting like different details like alien abduction and stuff like that and it works it all (laughs) in quite well. It always seems to want um, old man Grundy in it, Joe Grundy, for some reason, and Peggy. I think probably because they're the most established, long-running names. It just picks those out. Is that how the Archer script writers are doing it? (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, yeah, thanks for those guys. I mean, writing reviews really, really helps us. 
also that pushed us up to 4.9 didn't it Kerry? god yes i'm how did i forget yeah we i don't have we been there once before i think when we first started out yeah we cruise along at 4.8 most of the time and our ambition was 4.9 i don't think five is possible really but 4.9 is beautiful yeah because like a lot of nameless people just pop in and leave one star reviews yeah i wonder who that is yeah weird that isn't it it really pushes the pod really helps us we're very very grateful so feel free to write five star review they are going up on our instagram another way you can support us is by going to www.patreon.com forward slash the cider shed where you can help out the podcast you get the main episode early with none of the commercial ads just our silly ads and you also get our midweek specials when we do them they tend to pop up fortnightly don't they carry in the middle of the week they do now we had three new reviews this week hang on it sounded mental then <laughs> it's all right carry on <laughs> we had three new reviews. i don't think anyone noticed anything no. different but not only have we got three new reviews we've got three new patrons carrie <gasps> oh yeah i was listening to a fair bit of french belgian disco this week so that may have influenced the jingles and i was determined to badger everyone this week as well first of all thanks to julie grimshaw a warm welcome to New Cider Shed patron, Julie Grimshaw. Yay, Julie! A massive thank you, Julie. Take a seat, grab a drink, and enjoy the nonsense. Cheers, Julie! <laughs> I know that name. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much. Thanks, Julie. Very, very grateful for that. Then we had Gin. Hello there, Jen. Thanks for taking time to become a Cider Shed patron. We're very grateful. Now, can we get you anything? A cider? A cherry fling? A... Badger! <laughs> Cheers, Jin. We're very, very grateful for that. Did you say gin? Gin. G-I-N. And I'm not questioning it. Ah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Finally, cutting up some rug, we've got Andy Harrison. Hey there, Andy Harrison. Welcome to the Cider Shed Patreon Clubhouse. Thanks for being a big help to us. Get on that dance floor and release your inner. Badger! Fat. <laughs> Thanks for signing up. We're very, very grateful. It's just a massive help to us. We, we, we're so appreciative of it. And everyone who is a patron of the Cider Shed, thank you so much for helping us. The Cider Shed Podcast League, our FPL, Let's start at the bottom. So we've still bottom, but only, only by 25 points, the Ballad of Bowen, Emily Crew. And you know what? Unless I'm much mistaken, Emily's been in there shuffling the pack. Good girl. Come on, Emily. Come on. Come on, love. Just above her. Look at at my team and copy it. (laughs) Just above her, one star review, Peter Fickling. Above Peter, blimey Nimrod. What's going on? It's a massacre. Half of the team are injured. Nimrod Pleasure Beach, if you're listening to this, get in there. I hope you're okay. Yeah, we hope you're okay. Sometimes, as well. sometimes life takes over, doesn't it? And you think, oh, God, that's the least of my worries. Yeah, Kerry always thinks when someone hasn't, hasn't like picked their team that something terrible has happened to them, whereas they might have just yeah. lost their password. <laughs> or got bored. And fourth from <laughs> bottom, we've got Farm Fumblers with K-Guiden. And yeah, she has similar injury disasters. So it's fair to say maybe 
maybe they just dropped the ball on that. Fourth from top, below par is Audrey Cameron on 1,528 points. Listen to how tight this is, right? Fourth spot is 1,528, 1,528. Third spot, Alistair Sheldrick, buyer never losing, 1,539. In number two, 44 Poo Nat Ogle with 1,541. And in first place, by only six points now, FC James, James Scott, 1,547. It's going to the wire now. Wow. Like the second half of the yeah. season's kicking in. Um, Kerry, you're in eighth. Was, yeah, I, was, I thought you should have actually started from eighth up. No, oh, really? Because that's where you are. Not tenth, <laughs> where your son is. Oh, yeah. No, f*** him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in eighth, Kerry. What about me, babe? Um, I'm in... <laughs> solid in 24th position immovable oh yeah you are you're sort of like you haven't gone up or down have you yeah i'm just uh, just on top of lynn bird and just under liam rayner i'm sure they're both delighted about oh, that what a lovely sandwich that is. <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone kerry should we toddle off and think very long and hard about what we've done yeah i had screenshotted some swindon advertiser headlines to turn the tables oh should we do that for the midweeker okay yeah i thought i'm gonna bloody do it yeah yeah i'd, I'd like like the, that to be reversed actually yeah i only did four. Oh, that's sometimes that's enough all right silly yes. swindon quiz coming up on the midweeker then everyone okay kerry yeah. love you hope you have a good weekend and all you listeners love you too thanks for listening and supporting the podcast and we'll see you soon bye Hang on.